We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show, a proud member of Empire Media and the Empire Media Podcast Network. D-Mendy here, and I'm back, and I got energy, and I'm ready to roll here with a good cast, a good uh, crew here with me today. Always, of course, starting out with Mr. Johnny Foosball over there, John Van Etten. John, I, the other ones here are very interesting, and I had to get to all of them, but I have to start with you first because not only did the Raiders win after one of the wildest games I've ever seen, but everybody loves Zayman, scored the game-winning touchdown. <laughs> your boy. The floor is yours, my man. Give us how so, are you, What were your thoughts? I had a few puns. Um, you know, Zay Watch is finally over. You know, that's been going on for two years. Um, take a shot of Alizé. Um, I had another couple ones written down, but I, I completely forgot about him. Malzay Jones took his great leap forward. We're here. We're doing it. Our patience has been rewarded. Yeah, it was uh, only about two years in the making. And oh, finally here, this, this is the last one. This uh, Jamie Foxx starring in Oscar-winning uh, acclaimed movie biopic Zay. Uh, based on the I love that Ray setup movie there. he did about Ray Charles. Oh my god! <laughs> did you actually did you actually think he was going to score, or was that just you're always going to pick? No, I just score? always do that. Yeah, right. <laughs> but of course, we also have the normal two that are also here. One being a spot host, but was doing the absolute most. It's the Doc Eric Mendelson. How you doing? You know what? You were on your phone all the time at your honeymoon. I don't want to hear anything from you. You're supposed to be off of it. I was on the beach. I was either sleeping or on my phone. That's the that's the crazy thing. You don't even deny it. You're owning up to it. I mean, if you're on the beach, there's not much. I mean, I was doing it instead of reading a book. So I guess you could call could spend me. Spend time uh, with your new wife, maybe. Yeah. I mean, that's she's, what I was thinking. She's sleeping slash like reading a uh, her book. I guess so. I mean, Sounds like marriage is off to a strong start. <laughs> yeah, you know it over here. Yeah. Uh, of course, also the the deep voice you hear there is the Jarrett Patterson believer himself. It is the Brad Stradamus, Brad Kilgore. What's up, man? I saw um, Antonio Gibson has a sprain in his shoulder. So I don't know. It might be it might be Jared Patterson time, man. It could be. We'll have to find out. Uh, that's your boy. But, fellas, of course, we had to bring in the big guns. First show back for me in a couple weeks. So we had to go out and get one of the best. And I want to introduce her as we welcome in a woman with the mic that mutes with the best of them. Half of a league of <laughs> our own podcast. If you talk with her, you better work hard, you better be kind, and you best be ready to talk some football. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome in a person we didn't need to pay the Kroll toll to come on this show. Oh. We welcome in Maddie Kroll. What's going on? Mindy, are you for hire? 
I would love just to have you announce me anywhere I go. I feel uh, so I cool right now. I hope I live <laughs> up to what you just set up for me. Hey, got to do it big for the big time guests. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't appreciate know. it. It's uh, you guys, I'm excited to be on. I love this. Excited we're, to have you. Yeah, we're pumped to have you. It, it pumped in week one, right? We just finished. Week one of the NFL season. Week one. We started with a banger. We ended with a banger. That's yes. true. So I'm pumped going into the season. Did you stay up for the whole game last night? Because I felt I sick. did. I was live texting my granddad. He was, he was like, wow, are you watching this game? And then my stepdad was texting me. So I'm like live texting them. It was awesome. I have no friends apparently, but my grandparents <laughs> are up watching. That's goals. No, no it's all new. I didn't, no, I think... listen, old people in football is hilarious. I just set up um, a fantasy league for a nursing home here in Tulsa. These guys go ham. It's insane. <laughs> they talk so much smack. It's unreal. <laughs> I love it. I, we got to oh make some God. more friends with some older people, I guess. Cause I'm telling you. I'm, we're missing I like to out get in that league, to be honest. Listen, it's called Not Your Grandkids League. And I dig <sighs> in trouble for sneaking beer in. So... <laughs> I'm hoping they let me come back next week. I don't know. <laughs> well, it sounds awesome. But before we dive into everything here, you got to first tell the people about your podcast. Because when you told me what the message that you and your co-hosts have in your podcast, I thought it was an absolutely fantastic idea. So if you don't know about it, you're going to hear about it now. So tell us all, what, what do you do on your podcast? So our podcast is more of a kind of pop culture meets the NFL type of podcast. Um, a majority of our listeners are female, or it started off that way. And it was basically just kind of like date material or material that you can discuss with your boyfriend, husband, whatever. Or if you had a fantasy league at work that you weren't completely left behind. So we add a little bit of the fun stuff in. You know, we have like superlatives, best dress for the week, best hair, hottest guy. All of those fun things that the dudes are like, eh, but they still pay attention to. And then we talk a little bit of football. Um, I'll be giving some fantasy advice coming out, but it's kind of off-field drama and the on-field good stuff, but it's condensed and easy to absorb podcast. I love it. I, Let me tell you, I want to I sip a glass of water and, and listen to this. That sounds right up my alley. <laughs> We're about to restructure it, but I'm excited. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. And um, who's the hottest guy? I need a I need a uh, a sneak peek. This this week. This week. Oh, uh, so we do just. I know I'm really nervous. <laughs> we do discuss a nickname that I gave to somebody in college, but hottest guy of the week this week. He didn't play up to it, but Mark Andrews. Oh, <laughs> really? Super rich, super hot. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, most, the most photogenic. Yeah. The most photogenic that got a lot of people stirred up and mostly men was Jimmy G. Everybody loves Jimmy G. He's a good looking dude. Yeah, I think that's and not 49ers fans. We don't love him. He's he's hot though. I'll give you that. He's well, a good looking dude. Oh, that's what the question was. Oh, yeah. so, so, was. Yeah. oh so good looking. Real quick before very, we uh, very symmetrical into, face on that Jimmy G. Before we mm -hmm. hop into the show here. Do you guys think is J Rob a top twenty to twenty five back this season? No. Nah. Only if Urban Meyer quits. Same. Yeah. I agree. All right, there we go. That's I like the simple and efficient answers there. But they we have got no a great show. Line, so he's not doing anything. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we got a really big show for week one here. And tonight's episode, we have our week one short stories, stuff or fluff. 
bleep, he was on my bench and our obscure tight end touchdown of the week prediction. So make sure you stay tuned for all that. After we'll go to our question of the week, which NFL player do you think sleeps with a nightlight? And as always, we have our game of the week revealed at the end of the show. So if you guys are ready to get another episode started, then man, we're here to do it for you. All right. This is the part where I'm injecting energy in. So new season for those that are tuning in and Maddie, so you can get used to this. No, no, no. Don't, don't try to explain it and set it up. Just do it. Let's do it! Yeah! So let's get the ball rolling. A lot of news came out over the weekend here. We got to start with the headlines. Gus Edwards, of course, tearing his ACL in practice. I was actually at the beach when this happened. And Marcus Peters, of course, tore his ACL too. Wild scene. Tyson Williams led the backfield last night for the Ravens. Davis Murray mixed in there. We also got Le'Veon Bell and Devonta Freeman in the fold there. So it's an absolute mess running back there. I got to ask you guys, Tyson Williams, is he a top 24 running back rest of season. Now I'm going to go to you first. What do you think? You coming to me first? Yep. What do you think? Top 24? So Is that our, what you said? Yeah, top 24. I do see potential there. Obviously, the kid works hard. He was an undrafted free agent. Um, and they don't have many options besides Lamar being running back right now. So we'll see. I'm I'm nervous about this Ravens offense. I'll be honest, especially after what we yeah. saw last night. I do think he has potential. I think that he's just going to have to develop and stay healthy. Yeah, no, I think so too. And as many Ravens fans have told me today, that they're like, you put any running back in that system with Lamar, and they're going to be very efficient because the holes just open up. And you saw that 30 yard sprint up the middle. He pretty much was like untouched. So I think that's a good call to have him roughly in that range. Uh, maybe your Eric, are you still on high? On him after last night? Yeah, I mean, they have three other running backs. Like, I'm not scared of Devonta Freeman, but I actually think Le'Veon Bell, when he gets into game shape and acclimated from the practice squad, I think he's going to be RB, low end RB2 potential. And also, if something happens to Lamar, like he took a lot of hits yesterday. If something happens to Lamar, Tyson Williams' value goes down. So sell high while you can. All right. I want to go to the next thing here. Michael Gallup's contract year is not starting well. The Cowboys are going to be without him for the next four to five weeks with a calf strain. He did have six targets in the opening game before he left with the injury. Uh, so Cowboys wide receivers on the up and up. I'm not going to dive into a further part of this topic because I got that in another section. But obviously, you'll have to adjust accordingly with uh, maybe Cedric uh, Wilson. Does that sound good to anybody, Cedric Wilson, or is that just a irrelevant name it's, to you guys it's such a loaded offense that you kind of want a yeah. piece of it you know i mm-hmm. i don't think you know if you can get cedric wilson off the waiver wire and you don't have to trade for him i think it makes a lot of sense to pick him up all right no harm in that now a couple pieces of washington football team news here washington football team placed curtis samuel on ir he's going to miss the first three weeks on the short-term ir my Miami. dud of the week last week i didn't even realize he was, was he really you're <laughs> <laughs> dud i guess uh Diami Brown, is he worth a speculative pickup? 
What do you think? Brad, you're the Redskins or Washington football team fan here. So I think, you know, if you think that Washington's going to be playing from behind a lot, you should grab him for a few games. You know, he tied for second in targets with McLaurin on Sunday, and Cam Sims only took two snaps from him. Um, so he's going to start and he's going to get targets. But me personally, I think their defense is solid enough, and there isn't much of a difference between Fitz and Heineke to me. So I think they're going to lean on their running game and Heineke's legs a lot. I don't think he's an attractive target. He's not much of a refined route runner either. No, he can he's win not. vertically, but it, he's too showy. I don't know how he's going to do with these NFL DBs. You can't just head jab at everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I think right now you saw in the first, he didn't really do much. So I think it's kind of like wait and see. Uh, even just seem a little bit more involved. Right now, it didn't look like it was too much to really put in a lot to adding him right now. Of course, Ryan Fitzpatrick, the quarterback of that team, suffered a hip subluxation, which I had never heard of until I looked it up after this injury. And he expected to miss multiple weeks. Now, apparently, if you have this injury, if you're not on crutches and let it heal right, you'll not, have trouble walking the rest of your life, I found out today. So, uh, How bad legs on the Washington football team. Yeah, it's, it's not good. Six to eight weeks, potentially more. Ryan is that a cursed position? Is the second guy who's not going to be able to walk right? I don't like know. Two oh, I didn't even think about that. Jeez, that's so yeah. true. That's a good point. Yeah. That's yeah. a great point. Washington uh, quarterbacks at home, man. And RG3. RG, RG, I was going to say RG3. RG3. And then the, the old guy from, from back in the Jeff day Thons? who broke his leg. Jeff Eisman. He was a guest yeah. on our show. I'm going to know his name. The old guy. Kick John off. On our show. Come on, John. <laughs> He lost uh, we should have trivia. a new timeout. <laughs> you knew who I was talking about. There's nothing wrong with it. That's true. That's um, true. Last little bit here. Jerry Judy suffered a high ankle sprain, one of my breakout wide receivers this year, and he expected to miss six to eight weeks. Actually got bumped down to four to six, but we'll see if that plays out. Are we thinking Tim Patrick or KJ Hamler? Is benefiting most in his absence. Do you guys have a thought? Neither. Neither. Yeah. Noah Fant. No fan. That's, okay. that's my guess. Okay. I think you're probably just going to get more no fan targets than anything, right? Like Teddy Bridgewater is not going to spread the ball around a whole bunch. He's going to pick his guys, and that's what it's going to be. Like I think sub 300 yard games are probably going to be the standard for Teddy going forward. So I wouldn't try to get a piece of that offense. I'm going KJ Hamler. He lined up in the slot for 30 percent of his plays. That was second to Judy. So figure he overtakes that. Why not? He looked good for what it's worth. No, he did. We'll, I think we'll kind of find out as things play along here, uh, how it's going to play out. Anyway, I don't know what that what that voice was. Anyway, uh, and then of course, Raheem Mostert. It's always Doc's computer. It is. It's always something wrong with him. Raheem Mostert's out for the season. We're going to get to the implications of that in the next section. But if you're enjoying hearing all this fine banter and conversation, and you're enjoying the great content at Triple Play Fantasy, and want to hear more. Please check out all the great things going on in the Triple Play Fantasy Network. We've got our baseball and basketball podcast. Also, the shows are Super Fantasy Bros Between the Seams with Marty and Mac and the Tripwire. If you like that shorter content, we have our Coaches Corners, Fantasy Foodies, Movie Minutes, and much more you can check out on our YouTube channel. <clears throat> I'm going to die talking here. And if writing is more your style, you can go to TripPlayFantasy.com. You'll see tons of great articles from our talented writers, and get all the know-how by following the account on social media at Trip Play Fantasy. So, did you all know that over 90% of Americans have some drink with caffeine in it every single day? Did you guys know that? I knew that, yeah. It's pretty wild. That makes caffeine the most popular drug in America. Now, 
amongst these users, there's one group in particular that I'm completely disgusted by. And that's the group that isn't subscribed to the Triple Play Fantasy Podcast. I mean, honestly, it's just disgusting. What? <laughs> what? Now, now, Dad always says, never trust someone willing to stand in line for their caffeine, pay 4 to $5 for a drink, and could justify sucking down all that fat and sugar that's mostly with a lot of these drinks here. With reckless abandon. so attacked. <laughs> but rectify that today by using that money to skip the lines and do something good for yourself by paying the people who give you great fantasy advice at Triple Play Fantasy, where your $5 information... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Is worth it, and that's no cap. And if you're watching the live version, of course, we're going to stick around. If you're on the podcast version, we got to pay the bills. And we'll be back into our week two preview right after this quick break. All right. David, how long did it take you to come up with that metaphor? Uh, <laughs> more that is beautiful. Than, more time than I want to share, honestly. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's for the people. Anyway, our first section here. Cool story, bro. We're talking about <laughs> our week one short stories. And this is, could be a surprise from week one, your victory lap you want to take, something you want to come clean about. This is a safe space, honestly. This is your 60-second short story. And I'm going to start with the guest, of course. So, Maddie, what was your You're short story? You're picking on the new kid in class? I always. That's how, I'm a teacher. That's how I roll. So I don't even get a chance to fill out the vibe. Okay. All right, you know what? <laughs> Johnny Johnny's always gets the tone right. So, go ahead, Johnny. You can start it off for us. So you kind of stole my victory lap, but um, not only was Zay Jones my sneaky, jokey DFS pick that turned out correct, the Raiders were my all-too-serious upset pick, so that was fun. And, um, yeah, they just never like to make things easy on you. Uh, they, they had it at the one, couldn't score on the one. That would be too easy. That, that would just let people relax a little bit too much. And it was so crazy at the end, you kind of forget Derek Carr went like 50 yards in, in 30 seconds to Wait, John. Uh, tie the game up. John, can I just say why did John Gruden decide to kick it on second down? Because he didn't want to fumble it. They had a fluky pick at the one. They don't want a fluky fumble to lose the game. Okay. That's, I, I'm glad we don't have to talk about all the info, how John Gruden was an idiot for not kicking it sooner, I felt like, anyway. But uh, quick question before no, we continue. You can't call him an idiot for that, David, because half the people say he's an idiot for kicking it too early. The other half say he's an idiot for not kicking it soon enough. So it sounds like there's not a correct decision to be made. The, the fun of the they, they won. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Will Fuller or Jarvis Landry for PPR? What do you guys think? Jarvis. Jarvis Landry. Yeah, I would go Jarvis as well for PPR. All right. So, Maddie, you have a, a cool story for us from week cool one. cool story. Your cool story um, from week one. Okay. I sound like such a loser. I do a lot of volunteering. <laughs> so this fantasy league that I started at the nursing home I had one of my guys just pissed off that Dak was his quarterback this year. He was just madder than hell. He was throwing things. And I was like, listen, you oh, got to no. start Dak. <laughs> I was like, he's going to be fine. His, I think Lamar was his backup. I think it was like wow. Dak, or I think Dak was his backup to Lamar. He had two quarterbacks. Okay. Wow. Um, and I was like, just trust me, start Dak. He's going to show out. He's balling out. Trust me. 
And this dude tried to slip me a hundy because he wanted to bet with the uh. guy next to him. He won $900. Wow. He tried to slip me a hundy of it. I don't know. Kind of wow. Like that's a bold, that's a bold pick to take Dak coming off an injury over Lamar. That is. I had him. That's I think feeling. I had him. Yeah, I had Lamar when I ranked him this week. I had Lamar as my QB one for this week, uh, but I, you nailed it. I, he, uh, I, watching Lamar, he takes just a little bit to get warmed up. He takes just a minute to get that chemistry going, coming off the preseason, not playing. I just thought he needed some time to ease into it. It's a good call. You were right. That comes out. He was ready to play. Isn't that the best when like they're like, oh, I don't know if you're making the right call. And you're like, trust me. And then when they do it, like, all right, yeah. I'm listening to you the rest of the season. Especially if yeah, you want somebody nine hundred bucks. Yeah, I know. I was like, "Are you guys allowed to be betting like yeah. that?" <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, it's fine, baby." <laughs> okay. Oh, I love it. Brad, live in Oklahoma, but okay. Brad, can you top winning somebody nine hundred dollars? Uh no, I can't. I check out a monkey knife fight video and find out. <laughs> oh, nice go. plug there. There you go. Nice plug. I have I have something to come clean about though. Oh, the, go ahead. It's a safe space. This never happens much. All right, so. Is it Jared Patterson only had nine yards? No, no. It's when I saw the Fitz news, my first thought was that I was right and he wouldn't start more than eight games, and I feel really bad about that. I don't like what this show is turning me into. It's turning me into a take monster that always wants to be right, and I have to come clean about it. We uh, we abuse you for uh, your takes, your hot takes, honestly. that's what But I was right. right. Uh, sometimes you're right. Sometimes. Doc, what about you? So this wasn't 900, but this is 700. I want to give a shout out to my friend who bet that Van Jefferson would score the first touchdown of this Sunday night game. He bet 20 to win 700. Shout out to him. Damn. I don't know how he does it. That's unreal. That's fantastic. Yeah. I, we literally looked and we're like, we texted him. We're like, what? Uh, I just want to take a victory lap that I think the Ravens are going to be awful this season. And as somebody that lives in Baltimore and doesn't like them, I'm happy when everybody else in the city is sad. Like, I know it's bad. You know, the bars aren't <laughs> as packed. Everybody's in a bad mood. But I just yeah, walk around with a huge smile. Yeah, you're not upset that they beat you in the Super Bowl. You're not upset at all. So. I, I'm more upset that the Chiefs beat us in the Super Bowl. That's more recent. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, let's move to the next segment now because those are some good stories to get us here. And this is called Stuff or Fluff. Now, I forgot which sound effect I was putting with each. I think it was... That's Stuff. That sounds like that could be either, David. And I think Fluff was... What was Fluff? I don't remember what I put for Fluff. No, that's a different one. Sorry. Uh, I don't remember what I put for it. It anyway, sounds like the opposite of Fluff. That's for a different... Yeah, yeah. anyway. Uh, I'll it's find like it at some point. Splash. It's for a. We're not doing that segment tonight. It's for our juicy prop bet. I I made that for that one. Uh, So, stuff or fluff. I'm going to read you guys some statements. I have six statements here, and you're going to tell me if it's something you think has stuff behind it, some oomph, or if it's something that's got a little bunch of fluffy fluff, and we shouldn't buy into it. Now, there's like fire and ice. There's like something or nothing. I was trying for like 30 minutes to find the cooler version than stuff or fluff, but I could not find anything. So. That's a failure on my part. Anyway, first statement is a two-parter. Amari Cooper is the wide receiver one in Dallas, and then a bonus one, Dallas will have two top 12 wide receivers. So, Brad, I'll start with you for this one. Brad's on mute. 
So I'll take it. We've seen <laughs> He's this story it. before. We've seen this story we before have. from Amari Cooper. So I'm I'm not too uh, wowed by today because we know it's going to happen next week, and we know it's going to happen the next week, and then we know it's going to happen the fourth week. He's going to come back and have another good game. But it's the consistency's not there for me to put him as a Cowboys wide receiver one over Lamb. And you think that they could both be top twelve now with Michael Gallup out for six weeks potentially? No, because I mean, there's it's a long season, David. You know, it's not that sixteen game season anymore. It's seventeen. Six games isn't all that much. Yeah, that one extra game is huge now. Uh, Doc, what about you? Can is Cooper the wide receiver one in Dallas, and can there be two top twelve wide receivers in Dallas? So the Cooper wide receiver one is fluff, and I'm not going to use that last season because Dak wasn't there for the majority. But I look in 2019, he had four games with over 100 yards and four games with under 45 yards. So that's really the volatility that you're going to get with Amari Cooper. But saying that, I do think that it's stuff because I I think when Amari Cooper has those big games, it's enough to propel him into a wide receiver one. And with C.D. Lamb as well, I mean, that's your and my guy. So I'd say they're, they're probably like 10 and 11, though. I don't think anyone's going to be in the top 10. All right, that's fair. Maddie, what do you think? Same question for you. I mean, these guys kind of said it all. Amari Cooper, I'm going to go fluff just because he's not consistent enough to be wide receiver one. Um, I actually have CeeDee Lamb ranked higher. I think give him a couple more games and he's going to go lights out. Um, He's got to work on holding on to the ball a little bit more. A A little bit more ball security. There's a couple times where... He has issues securing the ball on the way down. Um, but C.D. Lamb has all the tools to be wide receiver one. I do think that they're both top 12, though. Yeah, I actually am with you on both of those. I think top 12 for both with now with Michael Gallup out. And I know it's only potentially six weeks, but in fantasy, like six weeks is a third of the, is a little more than a third of the season. So And he uh, can't stay healthy. I mean, he was what did he play like six games last year? Yeah, it was it, it was very small. Yeah, he's had some injury problems. And you got to think Dallas, they call him the fantasy carnival because it's just so much fun and scoring and excitement. Uh, <laughs> they're uh, they're going to be in a lot of shootouts. And that means Dak's going to be throwing like a, a crazy amount. He threw 58 passes in this last game, which was a career high. Uh, I would expect them to be heavy with two basically wide receivers getting a lot of the targets. They had 31 combined targets in this game. The irony of Dak coming off a shoulder injury and then throwing the most he's ever done in his career. It's unreal. But I do think that you should also look at the offensive line because that pass blocking was unreal. It's really difficult to pass block almost every single down in Mm -hmm. the NFL for three quarters straight, and they did it well without one of their starting linemen. I mean, Zach Martin is a huge loss week one. He, I think, supposedly he's coming back this week because he, he was on the COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he'll get him back. And they're also going to not be playing Tampa Bay, who's one of, who's been, was the second best run stopping team in terms of uh, DVOA last year. So very going to yeah. be, uh, I think, better days for Zeke ahead, but still great days for Amari for Cooper sure. and uh, uh, CD Lamb. My second stuffer fluff for you guys. Mike Evans will be the third best Bucks wide receiver in terms of fantasy points this season. Doc, I'll go to you first. I'm saying it's stuff. Very touchdown dependent last year. You know, a lot of kind of goal line fades, one or two yard touchdowns. He's received less and less targets each year. I think Tom Brady has the connection with Antonio Brown as long as he's 
available and on the field. And Chris Godwin, I think, is that deep threat. So Mike Evans, I think, is the tall target in the red zone. But we saw Gronk take a couple looks away, and I think that's where Evans made a lot of his fantasy value. So I think it's stuff. All right, so Eric's on the board with stuff. We have a question coming in here. What wide receiver and tight end or wide receiver and running back could I realistically get for Lamar? Uh, I would say... I, I feel like there's too many options. There's I, think, yeah. I think most likely you're going to get a, a RB or wide receiver too. So probably someone ranked in the 12 to 24 range. You're not going to get a RB or wide receiver one for a quarterback because they're so plentiful. So I would say looking at if you look at the pre-draft rankings and find somebody in that 12 to 24 range that's an appropriate asking point for lamar if you guys disagree you can chime in no i think that's good all right next or we know we're still on mike evans johnny mike evans how are you feeling about him um i'm going to buy that he's the third wide receiver sell mike evans uh, because just selfishly i have godwin so i would rather him do better and then also antonio brown just looks good. You know, he's not freezing his feet. Tom Brady's got his head screwed on straight. So it really looks like he's, he's good again. And people, you know, it's easy to forget. He was the best wide receiver before he lost his mind for half a season. He looks young, looks ready to like, almost like his old self. He also has a full off season to like actually be able to, uh, to practice and learn the playbook and and do what he's supposed to do. Uh, Maddie, what do you think? It seems like everybody's on the, Wide receiver three train for Mike Evans. I'm also on that train. Uh, a majority, yeah, two, two. A majority of the numbers he put up last year were within a couple of games. He didn't do much across the board. And I mean, he's just one of those surprise hits, but not consistent enough for me to want to spend my money on or spend a roster spot on. Someone tweeted out, it got a lot of likes. It was like the most glorified wide receiver three in fantasy football this year. Uh, I I haven't seen anyone debate that you should drop A, B, or Godwin for the record. Uh, I know what you're doing there. Uh, <laughs> so he's had an NFL record, seven straight 1,000-yard seasons to begin his career. And in Evans' career, he's only been targeted six or fewer times in 25 games in those seven years in his career. He's also less slow. Yeah. No, no, he is. He's he is. He's, he's, a, he's basically a jump ball type of receiver he's not going to burn you uh he's led the buccaneers in target share every season since 2015 and if you guys remember last year his first all of these are looking backwards though david i'm just looking at this season well i was gonna say the last thing is remember last year he had one catch for two yards it was a touchdown in the opener last year and that was where that quote came out that doc pointed out there but then if you look the rest of the season he had double-digit PPR points in nine of the last 12 games, and three of those were 20-plus. So I do think we need to see a little bit more. I'm not going to say I'm there yet, um, but definitely if I, if this next game, something looks like that again, um, I'll be a little more concerned. We have another question. I was offered DeAndre Swift and Deontay Johnson for Amari Cooper. Is that a good trade, or should I pass? Pass. Because I could speak properly. I mean, if one of them is under investigation for something. <laughs> that's not real that, that's fake that the Philly police department said they cannot confirm or deny uh they said they released an actual statement not just a phone call that somebody got he's gonna make it through this season before they do anything about it yeah Where are we I, out on Deshaun Watson it'll be right. next season when it's gonna affect him 
Um, you're fine so, this season, but I so still want have, to make that trade. So you're so Maddie, you're out on this one. You want no. you want the Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. John, you want the Amari Pooper. I also hate two for one trades because you got to drop somebody anyway. It's not a trade yeah. of DeAndre Swift and Deontay Johnson for Amari Cooper. It's for Amari Cooper and whoever you drop at the end of your bench. Doc, mm-hmm. what about you? That's tough. Uh, I would probably keep Cooper just because I'm not a big Swift fan. But if you're lacking at running back, then that's a good trade for you. I think that's a good wrinkle, Doc, to add. If you're hurting at running back and you need the running back, then I would do it. If your running backs are solid, then I would hold Cooper. Another one popping in. I have Dalvin Cook and Josh Jacobs at running back. Then got A.J. Brown and Thielen at wide receivers. My flex is Robert Woods. Uh, that one doesn't look like a that was, um, that, that was in response to the tight end the, wide receiver uh, combo. Yeah. Um, I think you're pretty set there. Um, I'm would try to get rid of Josh Jacobs if I could, because I think he's a, he's a sell high right now, as much as John doesn't want to agree with that. I don't think he's a sell high at all. He had 36 yards, David. Who's buying at 36 yards? But two touchdowns. But two touchdowns. Uh, another last question, then we'll move on to the next thing here. PPR, would you drop any of Jacoby? I'm guessing that's Trey Lance, Sterling Shepard, Trey Sermon, and A.J. Dillon for Shepard, Elijah Mitchell. And I dropped Dillon. Uh... I would drop if you have a good starting quarterback. I would drop Trey Lance. If you don't <laughs> think you're going to play Trey Lance, that's where I would go. What do you guys think? I dropped Dylan. I I I I forget who said it, but somebody said you actually shouldn't get handcuffs, and that's just a waste of a roster spot. On the uh, hopes that somebody gets hurt, uh-huh. it's just I, silly. All right, well, you all differ, Maddie. If you that was, which one was yours? If you had to pick, I drop Lance too. I mean, he's going to have a package, but that's all he's going to do this year. Just wait till Jimmy G gets hurt because it always happens. (laughs) There you go. And then uh, last, this was uh, in reference to the DeAndre Swift. James Conner is the second running back. I'm doing that. Yeah, Yeah, do it. That's that's pretty bad. Okay. All right. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are washed. Maddie, are they washed? Their defense, I don't know. Here's the thing. I'm a big believer in don't go off of week one because week one is always a bogus deal. But their defense looks like shit. And I also feel like Aaron Rodgers just created a lot of drama in the offseason. He was off hanging out with his fiance, not giving a shit about football, stirring up (laughs) all this drama. And it's like, how do you come back in and create a good, healthy environment? He basically said... You guys traded away my favorite wide receiver. I'm going to throw a big bitch fit. What does that say to the, the other receiver sitting in your locker room? Nobody's going to want to do anything for you. They all want you to fall on your ass. And I also feel like they left him in to watch him fall on his ass last night or this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Right. I think that I think that Green Bay's done this year. Oh, so you're putting and a I, fork in them now, and you're just like, the I am. I'm like. And you know that you're going to lose Aaron Rodgers. If you don't make the Super Bowl this year, you're toast anyways. It's not looking like it. So at least give Love some snaps, and you're not going to be good there either. So just get it over the, over with. I don't know. He's, uh, this is a contract year. He's looking to get mm-hmm. out of there. Maybe his mind's on Jeopardy. Yeah. Who knows? Not a big fan of Aaron Rodgers at all. Very much a diva. Uh, I mean, John, I'm going to go to you for this next one here. Stop oh, I was, I was going to call him Aaron Rodgers, but I can just do that anyway, and now you can go. <laughs> okay, there we go. Joe Mixon had 33 touches to lead all running backs in week one. 
with this type of volume going forward, he's a no doubt about it top 10 running back. Um, I think this is not true, uh, David. We've seen this story again before. Like I said with Amari Cooper, we've seen this story before. I'm watching, waiting, commiserating, and I'm waiting for him to get hurt. I love the concept that heavy volume is going to be great for Joe Mixon because he's not injury prone and heavy volume won't hurt his legs or his ankles or anything. And that we won't run into any trouble that way. Give him more usage. He should take every snap and take every hit until he never gets hurt again, because that's not what's going to happen. He's going to get hurt and he's going to be unproductive in some games and he's not going to be a top 10 running back. All right. Well, I disagree. As long as he doesn't get hurt, obviously health is the biggest question. If he doesn't get hurt, David, David, then, you know, if people never get hurt, then that changes all the fantasy. You got to make an actual prediction and stick to it, buddy. I don't know if people, I don't know how to predict people getting hurt or not. <laughs> once I, once I figure that out, then I'll probably put money somewhere uh, to put money on something. But anyway, Doc, going to you. Rank these in order for who you would pick up on the waiver wire. Give us That's the top so three. Give That's us the top so three. So well, many, yeah. Elijah Mitchell's on there twice, so I guess he really wants him to be number one. Uh, um. Yeah, so give us the top three. It's full PPR. It's not a fab. It's just a waiver wire order. So I know Elijah Mitchell will be gone because he's seventh on the waiver wire. I, I'd go Elijah Mitchell one. i go Jalen Waddle too. He got six targets week one. I think they're going to really use him. I know Will Fuller's coming back, but he'll probably get hurt. And I'd go Sterling Shepard three as a stash because I don't think Kenny Galladay is 100% either. And Evan Ingram isn't likely to play this week. So, yeah, so assuming he's not going to get Elijah Mitchell as the seventh wa- waiver, you're going Sterling Shepard or Jalen Waddle, then Sterling Shepard. And mm-hmm. then I'll throw in Marvin Jones in there. I think Marvin Jones is a good, uh, solid play that you can add there. He's not going to be flashy, but uh, he did have a good week one. He had a touchdown week one. I think he's going to be a good part of that Jags offense. Someone that's not going to blow away anything, but he's very steady. All right. Next one The Jacksonville Jaguars will have the number one pick. In the NFL draft, Maddie, is it the Jags There's or is it another stuff? That's some, some stuff. stuff that. Yeah, they listen. They just look terrible all the way around. Their offensive line is horrific. I don't feel like Urban Meyer knows what the hell he's doing. He doesn't know how to develop this quarterback into the NFL. There's, I saw some potential in Trevor Lawrence, but not enough that I think he's going to be great coming out next year even the year after that they haven't made many moves to improve defensively or offensively their pass blocking is horrific their run blocking is horrific i think that they'll be number one pick again this year and i don't even know where you would start because i mean maybe a new head coach oh that's that's a great honestly you have tim tebow coming into preseason you wasted a preseason roster spot on that it's absolutely horrific. I don't know. People are saying uh, one of our friends on the network here, uh, one of our buddies, Kevin, he's, he said, expect him to be back on the set of College Game Day in two years. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, honestly, if it takes two years, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if it I would, takes uh, two years, yeah. I'm I mean, con- I'm a big fan of David Coley, and I think that Houston has a lot of veterans, but – that was embarrassing. If you're Jacksonville, yeah. you should be embarrassed. Oh my God. Yeah. It, it just looks really bad. Car said that Carlos Hyde got nine carries. James Ross got five carries. It's can, absurd. Can I can I give you a hot take for who I think has the number one pick? Go ahead. The Falcons. 
Ooh. Falcons are also terrible, but not Falcons looked Jags. awful. But but I look at the division. Like obviously the Jags didn't come out week one where they usually look good, but they get to play the Texans another time. You figure there's a revenge game. The Colts didn't look good. I look at the NFC South. They have to play the Bucks twice, the Saints twice. The Panthers looked improved. That offense looked awful. They scored like nine against the Eagles. Yeah. I don't know. I can see them being like the third or fourth, but I mean, they'll be in the running. Um, I would keep Steelers D. Don't drop Steelers D. Yeah, I thought they did good. The last one we're going to talk about, should Elijah Mitchell be – I originally put down 25% of your fab. Let's go to 35%. Should you spend 35% of your fab on Elijah Mitchell? Something or stuff or fluff? Well, let's go around yes or no. Maddie? I'm sorry. I don't have that on here. So will you say it again? That was that. Oh, yeah, was t- I added that like last. Oh no. oh no! No no! You're fine. What is the question now? I wasn't paying attention. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, the hot waiver wire commodity, is he uh-huh. worth thirty five percent of your overall free agent budget? Thirty five percent? Absolutely not. I respect not that, Johnny. Opinion. I say go for it. You know, it's like you can't take timeouts with you after the game. You can't take Fab with you after the season. So you might as well <laughs> use it on somebody who might be good All instead right. of holding on and hoping. That's fair. And Doc? Nope. It's going to be Jermichael Hasty season. All right, there we Johnny, go. Johnny, if that was yours, you would do that? If that was what? You would spend that? Yeah. It's not It's not even real money. <laughs> John, you are, not, you are not frugal with your fab. I love it. There we go. Why, why would you be? You wait till week 15 and all of a sudden you haven't used it. All right, I mean, well, let's move, let's move on here. We're going to go to the next thing here, and it is... He's on my bench. So, of course, everybody always has that decision they make. They regret. They bench the wrong person. Obviously, if you play multiple leagues, there's a better chance of it happening. So let's go around the horn here. What was the roster decision that you left the guy on your bench that you wish you could have subbed in and out? Go ahead, Johnny. Uh, I had Corey Davis sitting there. I could have swapped him for Robbie Anderson. That would have been fun. And it didn't actually pan out, but when I saw Zach Moss was inactive, I was like, oh, crap, I probably should have played Singletary. But it you didn't, didn't play Singletary? Matter. No, oh. Oh, <laughs> but God. it didn't actually matter. <laughs> uh, Doc? So I played this really big loser in one of my home leagues, and I was down by two, and I played the Ravens defense, who got me negative one. Now, I played Mike Kosicki, who got zero, and if I had played <laughs> Tyler Higby, that big loser would be 0-1, I'd be 1-0. Oh, you... <laughs> go ahead. You hard. you hate Higby though. I love Higby. I just should have played him, but that big loser was David. I'm the big. In case loser? you guys didn't know, yeah, I beat you actually. So I, I, I probably scored more points than David. Both of you, but it didn't David, this was me when I woke up this morning and I saw I beat you. Wait, wait, someone wait, take wait. the soundboard away from him. Wait, wait, David, can you just pause that for a second? David has the audacity to say. You're lucky. I said, David, how am I lucky? I lost Mostert and Judy. Okay, yeah, you're right. You were right. Okay, anyway. Maddie, (laughs) what was uh, your decision that you wish you could have changed? I sat Debo Samuel, and I started Marquise Brown, and I didn't even realize I did it. That's not bad, though. Well, I mean, Debo Samuel. Chinese fights 2020. (laughs) He had like 30-some points. Did you lose your matchup because of that? No, I won. No, I'm a winner. Oh, there we go. Okay, so it ended all right in the end. That's good. But still. Uh, 
couple questions, well, and then we'll go to the last thing in here. Uh, drop Raheem Mostert for, I'm assuming, Damian Harris and Dynasty. I thought it was Najee. Or not? All right, we'll have to oh, have clear that up. Hey, either way, yes. Either way, either, either way, yes. Yeah. yeah. And then Devonta Smith is a stud. Chad, make sure you Good play. De- make sure you thoughts. play Devonta Smith every week. He should be in like you're either your wide receiver to your flex spot. All right. Let's go to the obscure tight end touchdown of the week. And I think what was my? No, oh, this was the noise I was going to use. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird sound so it's like an obscure tight end touchdown uh so this is a tight end basically owned in 50 percent or less of leagues on espn so you're basically just taking your shot we're going to keep track all season who can be the most obscure tight end touchdown caller whether it's the guest or any of us so maddie who's your obscure tight end touchdown of the week i don't know how to say his name cole commit commit yeah there we Kmet. go yeah on the Bears, because I think that we're going to see a lot more of Justin Fields, and everybody knows that rookie QBs love tight ends. I think that he's going to get the first TD. All right. Is he, owned in, less right than, is he owned in less than 50% of leagues? I think he is, yeah. I think, oh, I think so. That's a good I could answer, be wrong. I that's, be a good wrong. Answer. That, that's a good answer if he is. I thought I thought he'd be owned in more. Uh, yeah, so – I think it's a great call because he's going to get more work in as the season goes along here. He's young and he's he's hungry. He's going to get uh, – hopefully Justin Fields will be the one throwing him the ball sooner rather than later. Doc, what's your call? So I said this last week and it didn't come into fruition, but I'm going to keep speaking it. Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold is going to catch a fluke seven-yard touchdown. I and, forgot about him. And, and you know what? I'm just going to keep betting him to have an anytime touchdown until it hits. And then hopefully I'm even by the end of the year. He he has such a bank teller's name. Like he's just sitting behind a Capital One station <laughs> handing out twenties. <laughs> oh Jeez, John. Um, start Rojo or Elijah Mitchell. 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 All right. Elijah Mitchell. Rojo did get the starting nod this week. And you know what he does after he fumbles? He usually has monster games there. <laughs> Go ahead, Johnny. Who's your tight end? Um my homerism uh, paid off last time for uh, Zaymond, uh, Isaiah Jones. So I'm going to say Foster Moreau gets a touchdown. Are you just going to pick Raiders all season? I mean, it's one for one, so. There you go. Ride the hot <laughs> hand. I'm going to throw one out to you guys. Jared Cook, who right now he had five catches on eight targets and uh, in his first week, which I think a lot more used it than I expected. He was top 10 in tight ends and routes run, over 17% target share. And he's going against Dallas that just gave up two touchdowns to Gronk. So You know, you and Maddie actually did research. Me and John just thought of a random tight end. So good good on yeah. you guys. Well, I, me, me I actually forgot to enough. see like the well, like the roster ship, so I just wanted to play someone safe who's definitely more <laughs> 50. <laughs> well, that's why I was like, who's 50% or below? As I love tight ends. I feel like they're super undervalued. Yes. So it's tough for me to be able to judge who is 50% or below. Yeah, I mean, it was a good call. I think he's right around that mark. So I think it was a good call. And if, you know what, if they score, then maybe one of us is a tight end whisperer. Who knows? Uh, but all right, time for the question of the week. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves the question of the week. So our question this week, of course, is always by, sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. 
Triple Play Fantasy is an official affiliate to Monkey Knife Fight, the fastest growing sports betting site in the United States. New depositors receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. It's a lot of 100s. Using promo code Triple Play, so do it. It would be, as they said to me in Aruba when they would give me drinks, all the pleasure. All right. Our question this week, which uh, NFL player do you think sleeps with a nightlight? So, of course, this is a Brad question. So, uh, he gave me Can I go question. first? I have a good one. Go ahead. Yeah. It's it's Sam Darnold because he's he sees ghosts, so he needs a nightlight to keep wow. it away. I knew <laughs> that's, Eric that's, had it, so I, wow. I knew Eric had it, so that's why I asked to go first. Wow. No, I actually I actually didn't have it, but I okay. I don't think any I don't think any of us can top that. Yes, to scare the monsters away. Uh, can anybody top that one? I don't no, know. I don't I don't even want to I don't I even want to say. Winner. Yeah, that might be the wow, shortest John. question of the week. Wow, John, you put us just blew us out. There's nobody I could even. That was. Incredible. I guess I should have gone first. I was I was worried that somebody had it, so I just wanted to be <laughs> selfish and take all the glory. Well, we'll we'll fill it in with a other question. Only can hold one IR player. Which wide receiver to hold? Judy or Michael Thomas in redraft Ooh. in ten team point five PPR? I'm I might be in the minority here. I think I'm going Judy. What about you guys? I'm going Judy. I'm going Michael. Oh. Johnny, are you split? It's tough. I feel like I feel like both their injuries are so uncertain. So they have the same injury, actually. Which I know, but that's crazy. what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and it's I guess Michael Thomas because he got hurt first, so he should. So it, it comes down to Judy is actually on good connections with his management, and Michael Thomas has been subtweeting. Yeah. I think he just went on the COVID list too, so who knows? Yeah, so I, I think it's we're split. So I don't know if that'll help you. But uh, and they have the same injury, so I don't know if that'll help you. But, um, but it's, it's, it's a tough predicament. You're gonna have to be the deciding vote there. You're we're split down the middle. Um, but I mean, both are good options. So uh, whichever one you keep, I'm sure will help you down the stretch there. Let's go to the last part of the night here, and that's going to be the game of the week. No, this is not the one I wanted. Your your soundboard work is not your soundboard is not good, and you're getting me a copyright issue, David. You you can get that out. Uh, I'm rusty. It's been a couple weeks now. So, anyway, game of the week time. Brad was also making the game this week. His had internet problems, so he sent me the game. Maddie, this is a triple play staple. We don't usually repeat games uh, week to week, or whatever. But this is one that we've played multiple times, and it's called the Twitter follower game. So how this works is I'm going to read you a name, and you have to guess the pers- or the amount of followers they have. Closest. I'm going to be to- so bad at this game. <laughs> Everybody says tw- that. Everybody says that. I just that got a Twitter like a week ago. Literally, I have no idea how many people follow. But you know what? It's the ones that like have no idea that end up winning this game. So I think you'll actually do pretty decent. So there are five players, all rookies, uh, on this list. God. So whoever gets the cl- the most points out of five wins. And even I can keep track because it's only five answers. So uh, you guys ready to go? Sure. All right. Number one, Zach Wilson, the Jets quarterback. And we'll start with Doc. 217,000. All right, John. 303,000. All right, Maddie. 350,000. See, so y'all kept going up. 
but the answer was way down 69.4 thousand <laughs> so not i guess they're they're rookies so obviously maybe they'll have to take a little bit of time to build up their following here. i was gonna say but I, I figured they're better at social media than the older people that's true yeah. i don't know uh so doc is on the board first number two we'll start with john trey lance um 52,000. All right. Maddie? 60,000. All right, Doc? I got to – even if I take the L, I got to go high. 81,000. Maddie is the closest. It's 62.2 thousand. That was right in the ballpark. There we go. We got a ball game. One-to-one. Question three, the golden boy, Trevor Lawrence. How many followers does he have? Maddie, you'll start this one off. 100,000. Doc? 89,000. Johnny? I feel like he's actually got a ton. I'm going to say 303,000. Oh, hold on. I need to figure this math out. Uh, 214,000. 214.1,000. So that's John. Is that's John. John. Yeah. yeah, you can see math. Oh, wow. Right. We've got one, one, one. He's tied. We've got two left. And then if we need to, I'll look up one for a tiebreaker if we have it. Uh, Doc, we'll start with you. Najee Harris. Najee Harris, 79,000. Johnny, 102,000. What was your aunt? What was yours, Doc? 79,000. And 102, Maddie. So he's trying to do math. It's in between that way to give it away. No, I, I, that's not even at all. I'm just, I just forgot what he said. I'm just thinking because he's more of a TikTok guy. Oh, see, you have it. You kind of have an edge on that then. We don't have TikTok. <laughs> well, he's also. He has a lot of, uh, he gets himself in trouble with words. So I feel like TikTok not, might not be his jam. Um, what did, what were the other options? It was, or what 70, did they say? I think I said 72 and you said 100. I said 79. I said 79. 79. I said 102. 102. Go, go with your gut, Matt. You got it. What do you think? I think a little over, I'm going to go 108. The answer is 133.8 thousand. So Maddie gets two. She's got two to one to one. Maddie like gets this. That's what, see, I told you, I knew that it's always the new ones that are good at this one. Uh, if Maddie gets this, she wins. If one of you guys get it, then we'll go to a sudden death between the two that are at the end here. Mac Jones is the last one, starting with Johnny. 42,000. Maddie, what do you think? Pats fans are loyal and they're like diehards. I'm going to go 87,000. And Doc? 61,000. The correct answer is 115.8 thousand. Maddie's the only one that got, she had the highest one right in the ballpark. Three to one to one. Where is my crowd cheer button? Because that was an absolute. Obliterating the competition. That was awesome. Davis' first successful use of the soundboard tonight where he didn't click something <laughs> wrong. <That's... laughs> you know what? You got to finish strong, and that's what we did there. But, uh, Maddie, I really appreciate you coming on the show tonight. It was an absolute ton of fun. We really loved having you. It was so much fun. You guys are actually cool. I appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, you thought we were losers at <laughs> actually first. Cool. No, 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 no. You guys are way cooler than I am. 
I just like sometimes uh, I like we, to be funny, you know. We we don't we don't have affiliates with a, a nursing home fantasy football league. That's badass. If you guys want in, I'll get you the have, hookup. Oh, we might have to. Hey, when I 40, propose, 40 years, I'm ready. <laughs> when I tried to propose it, the women in my volunteer organization were like, You want to do what? And I was like, I swear it's gonna be a good time. And it's the best entertainment. I don't ever want to watch a game anywhere else. I have to like watch at home. It's going to be at the nursing home. You have me going through like serious FOMO right now, honestly. Like I'm, I'm telling you. I, I, Eric, we got to find the closest nursing home around here and give it a shot, honestly. No, let's do it. it. I will say they don't like beer. They prefer, I was told that beer is water and they prefer whiskey. So wow. we'll head up. Who okay. knew? And tobacco. They all they were all wanted a dip and I was They're like, degenerates. I don't do that. We're in Oklahoma. They go hard. I don't know if they I'm, even do that around here. That that's we are, we gotta move or something. It's kind of boring around here. You're moving um, anyway. That's true. Anyway, uh, Maddie, please let our audience know everything you want them to tell them again about where they can find your podcast. You obviously got a Twitter now, so they got to follow. Yeah, you on Twitter. I was going to say, first of all, let me drop that because everybody needs to follow me on Twitter because I'm new to the game and my most liked tweet right now is about donuts and I've got to change that. So there's nothing wrong with you that. Guys... Yeah. And my second most liked tweet is about wings. And so I'm like, damn, like, I got to stop tweeting about food and people have got to like my hot takes. So follow me on Twitter at Maddie Kroll. You can find me on any social media with that. And then our podcast is at a league of our own. So it's a great, it's a great podcast. And now that we, I know your two most likes are food. Uh, you have to come on to a fantasy foodies one time where we do like food challenges and we like grade, like we'll buy, like we did one with Stefania Bell. Where we like did two or three protein bars each and we like rated them on a 10 scale. Uh, it's fun. It's I all just like food. I'm a yes. huge foodie. Oh, okay. That's that's so. If you guys are listening, that will be. We're gonna follow up with a food. Oh, can, can, hey, can, David, David. Next one, can we do the box of cereal, the family size? I'll be in for that one. Do you like Mary? Do you, are, are you a cereal fan? Yeah. Okay. Well, Listen, maybe we'll do. Uh, when I'm not ordering cereal? pizza before I go out, <laughs> like I try to treat myself nice. You know, like I'll order a pizza so when I come home drunk from the bars, I have something to eat, or like I'll pick up wings on the way. But pizza just, I mean, cereal just slaps sometimes when you don't have like the warm thing. Oh, yeah. I like, so, so wait, I like a lot if, of cereal. If, if, yeah. if you could only eat one, like you had to eat a box of one in one sitting, what would you pick? In one sitting? Yep. This is tough. I really like honeycombs, but they tear up my mouth. Oh, um, that's good. I really like fruity pebbles. That's I like good. The, I like fruity pebbles. You just oh. you have to make sure you rinse out the bowl after you're done, or else you're never getting it off that bowl. That's important. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. uh fruity pebbles is definitely a good one. I would put that up there. We'll have to do uh, we're gonna plan this out off uh, off air, so it'll be fun. Make sure you stay tuned for that, and check out all the stuff that she's doing with her podcast, and follow her on Twitter. If you guys enjoyed the show, make sure you follow us at Triple Play Fantasy. However, you consume Triple Play Fantasy, whether you watch, you listen. Whatever way you do it, we appreciate you. Next week, we're going to be joined by Joe Pisapia of Fantasy Pros and the Fantasy Black Book to digest week two and look ahead to week three. But until then, everyone be safe out out there. Enjoy your seven hours of commercial-free football on Sunday. And we're going to make like a bread truck and haul these buns. Catch you guys in the next one.